Welcome to the New Jersey Crush FC podcast show discussing all things youth soccer. Welcome to the show this week. We are delighted to have Kelly Kahini on the show. Kelly is a former collegiate athlete. She then went on to play professional and now is a college coach. A great inspiration to the next generation. Hey Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey Kev, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I know you're super busy, so we really appreciate it. So yeah. obviously this is for New Jersey Crush and All Girls Academy. You had an amazing career as a player and now as a coach. Um, why don't you start by just explaining how you first started playing soccer and what that experience was like? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm originally from New Jersey um, and I started actually playing with the Maroons when I was U8. So on my dad's team, he coached her team and it was just me and a bunch of my best friends running around at Vets Field across the street from where I lived. Um, and, you know, it kind of just started as something casual for my dad. And then he kind of saw, you know, the athlete in me and he wanted to help, you know, help me gain some, uh, you know, a, a better experience with, with um, you know, at a higher level. So I ended up transferring to the Americans, um, a team that we played at the time that like crushed us 10 nothing and I was kind of just playing every position on the field you know started as forward and then it was like okay we have to play defense this game so I ended up in goal um and the Americans kind of like is where my career I would say like started where I where I started falling in love with the game really like a lot of a lot of the players um on that team were just at such a better level than me and and there was like you know, I had the, I had the desire, but, but definitely didn't have the skill. It was kind of like pure athleticism at that point. And then seeing all these players with such good skill at 10 years old, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be like them. So that's kind of where, you know, it took off for me. And I had great trainers that, you know, and, and teams that I played on at that age, um, that kind of got me to the next level. And from there, I went to um, a team in Montclair called the Montclair Aristocats. So that's where I played in high school with my club team. Um, and that was a really good club team. Like all of those players ended up playing Division One college soccer. And then um, a couple of us actually went pro. And, you know, looking back on that team, it's like, wow, like we were stacked. And a lot of those girls actually played on that team from when they were like U8. So um, I'm still like best friends with a couple of those girls to this day, um, which is pretty cool. That's and, great. Just yeah, a couple that, of questions there, Kelly. A lot in there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you talked about uh, one playing multiple positions. Mm-hmm. How important is it for kind of young players to get the experience of playing multiple position, multiple positions, and not just at a young age saying this is my position? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think for me, playing all positions kind of gave me like a well-rounded like view and understanding of the game. I actually played um, center back at that at that age, and and that like just vision from that position on the whole field was so key for me to understanding the game and and defensively, you know, the shape of the game. So um, obviously, there's different different positions and different formations that that you can play. Um, in in those roles in whatever position that you're in whether it's center back or outside back defensive mid attacking mid and kind of as my career progressed I kind of moved up the field so started as a center back um, and then moved up to midfield and that's kind of where my creativity came in but I think it's just so important to play all positions to understand you know what each position kind of 
the role of that position, what it entails and, and to be a better player in, in, in your position, you kind of have to know, you know, the role of the other positions. Um, so I think it's a debate, right? Like, I think it's great to, at a young age, to get that experience of playing all positions, but then you look like a play, look at a player like Alex Morgan, um, who's played center forward her whole life and that's her position. And, and the one thing that she's kind of mastered, um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's, there's no real answer, but I, I do kind of feel that, you know, at the youngest age, play multiple positions and get a good sense of the game and you'll eventually find your way in terms of what exactly. your position is. You, yeah. you mentioned they're going to kind of a travel club that was a level above what you're used to mm-hmm. and you're getting challenged all the time and you weren't necessarily the best player then. Right. How important it is is it to be in that environment? I mean, you don't really want to be the best player in the team at a young age because you're probably at the wrong level then, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of defined um, my career. Like I, like just from U10, like you know, on the Marines team, I was one of the better players. But then to play a level up really helped me like strive for that next level and um and 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 play up to that next level and also like you know get the you know, know that I needed the training to get better. So um, I, I always say that I was kind of like the worst player on all the teams that I went on when I was like the, when, when, it, when I had just joined the team and then kind of wanted to, you know, get up to, to be one of the better players um, because of the players that were surrounding me and the level that they were pushing me to. So it's scary at first, but I, I think I always took it as a challenge of like, this is, I need to be at this level. So how do I get there? And, you know, I think it's just like a good life lesson too. like the, the you know, you're going to be you know, nervous or fearful in a new environment, but that's always a good fear to have. It's like a, it's a good pressure that's going to make you better. Yeah, absolutely. And then one other thing you mentioned there is you end up uh, staying friends with a lot of these uh, athletes and players that you played with. Like we talk about like, you know, playing and trying to make it and college and pro. Mm. But isn't there a great opportunity to make lifelong friends through sport and through soccer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whenever I think about like having my own kids, I'm like, I'm definitely going to put them in sport because you just learn so much through the sport. And friendship is one of them that, I mean, I feel like has gotten me. I would never have gotten to the level that I did without the friends that I've made on the team. And, you know, like along the way, you don't, you know, you don't realize the memories that you make are just, they're going to like stay with you for life and shape who you are. And like I said, like when I was 14 and on the cats, on the Aristocats, like I made best friends and we went through a lot, you know, you're pushing each other, you're pushing yourself. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like an easy thing to, to play like a club sport that you're basically there like six days a week, you know, and, Um, I was just talking about it today to a friend, like I'm so lucky and grateful and, you know, it is a privileged position to be in to, for your parents to be able to drive you to the, to practices and games. So to be in that position and just to be able to make friends through this, it's like these, these friends are in your life and, and it's, you know, they're for me, I was lucky enough to, to have them for, for a very long time to still keep in touch. Um, but it's a great way to meet people and, you know, to, to just meet people that have like the common interest of playing the game they love and, um, you know, to, to put everything into it. It's like, it's a unique time in your life to make friends that are on the same path. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then talk, tell you a bit about you, you. You played travel and the transition from, say, travel to university and where you played, and then the transition from university and talk a bit about your pro life, which was really impressive. Um. Yeah. So, so like travel soccer for me, like club soccer for me, going into into college, I was really looking at. Um, I was lucky because like I was on a team that was like nationally recognized in in club, right? So just going to tournaments, going to the big tournaments really helps get me seen by the bigger colleges. So, um, yeah, I mean, Virginia, UVA and Virginia tech and Rutgers and Syracuse, like some of the big ACC schools and the bigger schools is where I was, where I was looking to go. And Virginia tech ended up being the one for me. Um, you know, I, I, I was really between UVA and Virginia tech. I don't know why they were both Virginia schools. It just so happened to be that way, but I really wanted to play in the ACC. Um, soccer meant a lot to me. Like it was like, for me, it was like the driving force of college. Some people are like, I want to go to a great school, but I also want to focus on academics in, in this area of study. And I didn't have that particular area of study that I was like as focused on as soccer. So for me, it was like soccer is my, you know, kind of one ticket to college, but two, also it's my, it's my, like, it's my major. I called it my major in, in college and I put everything into it. Obviously, like you have a major and you have to focus when you get to college on that major as well. Um, but for me, soccer was just, you know, like my major. I've put all most of my focus on that. So, you know, getting there and playing in that environment. Um, I mean, it was it was, you know, one of the best times in my life, like four years for me, it was four and a half years to be with my best friends, like away from home for the first time. So you just really bond with with your classmates and your teammates. And it's your whole world. Like I you know, I, all my friends that played in college are like, yeah, we were just with the soccer team. Like we didn't really have any outside friends. And, you know, that's also that's also like personal, but uh, like preference for me, it just so happened that, you know, I'd spend all my time with my soccer friends and we were a great like bunch. But um, some people have friends outside. Um, but but yeah, I mean, going through my career, like at Virginia Tech, it was honestly all great. I played every minute of every game and, um, you know, held some like point records at Virginia Tech for a while um, for scoring goals and having the most assists. And then my career was cut short um, by a concussion that was that kind of like left symptoms of like headaches and kind of just like a lot of mental mental health stuff like anxiety and depression that I'd never experienced before. So I had to take that really seriously and step out of the game. And I actually never saw time on the field at, at Virginia Tech again. That's like it ended my career um, going into my senior year. So never played my senior year, tried to come back and play a fifth year and, and kind of was like a sideline coach, um, for my team as they went to the final four. And, uh, that was like the best team Virginia tech ever had. And so it was really hard for me at that time to, you know, to be on the field or to not be on the field, like to be on the sideline and watch. Um, but also like, I was just like, so proud of our team to get there. Um, and then, um, I took a break and traveled the world a bit um, with a nonprofit called Coaches Across Continents. And I was in 13 countries in a year using soccer as like a social tool to educate um, in those communities, um, which was something that like I've always wanted to do. But to find that particular nonprofit was like a gift and was like one of the best years of my life. Um, and then I, I came back to America and 
Um, I seeked like professional advice on my head, on my concussions and the symptoms that I was like still kind of experiencing, but felt better. I just wanted to get some professional advice. So I went to Pittsburgh Medical Center and they ultimately like cleared me to, to go back and play again. So, um, so I trained with Kazbek Tambi, who's a, a local guy from world-class who's been around forever. You probably know his name if you're from New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and I trained with him and his team and his players. He welcomed me into his, you know, his practices and said, come, come whenever you want. So I owe him a lot of credit for that. And, um, and yeah, and then I walked into an open tryout with Sky Blue uh, FC. They're now Gotham FC. And I made the team uh, from there. So that's kind of where my professional journey started. Yeah, it's, ama- it's amazing that you had to deal with the adversity of the injury, yet you can still, you still felt part of the team and you still helped your teammates, which is really, really important because ultimately it is a team game. And whether you're injured or you're playing or you're not selected, it's very important for people to remember that, you know, that you can still offer a lot even if you're not on the field, correct? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a great point. And and one of the hardest things to go through as an athlete is injury because it's such an individual and like personal and kind of lonely space that you're in where nobody really understands what you're going through. But for me, I mean, I held a lot in at that time. At that point in my life, I was like such an internal person just trying to get through everything on my own. But I really like have learned over the years how how helpful it is and how the people around you, they care about you. And the only way that they could really help you is if you open your mouth and talk about it and, and get the help that you need. So really like little by little, I was like chipping away at my, like my like hard, hard, like, like outside, you know, on the surface and then, you know, getting through to the, to the inside of what I, what I needed was to really get things off my plate. And, and that really, that really helped me. Um, and yeah, I would just, I would give the advice to anybody going through injury is, is to reach out to people and like, it's okay to feel, feel down sometimes and, and to share that with, with people around you. Cause that's what, you know, to let them in on that is like, is what they want to. Um, I think for me, I was always like, Oh, if I like talk about this, it's going to, you know, people aren't going to want to be around me or it's going to make me feel like make, make me seem like I'm the one bringing like the energy down, but, but, but really it's like letting them in and, and, you know, you're helping them help you, um, yeah. which in the yeah. end, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, important to talk and communicate. It's so, yeah. It's so, it's so, so important to reach out and, and talk and it is a lonely space. So find people to talk to and, um, you know, find resources, um, you know, find your outlet of, of what you can do to replace, kind of your you know the game at the time when when you can't play it you need another release so yeah it was definitely definitely a difficult time but people are there to help and that's like the biggest thing that I that I really learned from that so you talked about um like making lifelong friends which is amazing you talk about dealing with adversity and then you also talk about going on this amazing trip and working with a non-for-profit and I think that's important to acknowledge that football and sport allowed you to go and work for that. So, it, you know, yeah. we always tell players, it's not just about playing and making it. You can make friends, you can deal with adversity, you deal with life lessons, but you also get opportunities to go and, and work in an industry that you love, even if it's not as a player. Talk about that yeah. trip. That sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. I was in, um, I was in 13 countries. Like I said, I was over in Southeast Asia, South America, Africa. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw parts of the world that I'd never 
I would never go travel to these places if it weren't for, for soccer. Um, it, it's, it was just at a time when I really like needed it and couldn't see anything else for myself, any other future for myself at the time. Like I was like, you know, kind of, I was on the track to go play professionally. Like I was, I was like projected to be like a, a draft pick, you know, in the NWSL um, back in 2000. 13 I think that 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 was the time 2012 is when I got my injury so they were like projecting the next year of who would be in the draft and that was like it was crushing to me so I was like okay I need to do something like how do I how do I like fill this void this is like I can't just sit here and wait and and hope that things get better because they weren't going like my symptoms weren't going anywhere so um yeah I was actually I was lucky enough and this is kind of comes full circle back to um, my high school coach, who was um, a great, like, who still is a great friend of mine and is always looking to help me out. He was at the coaches convention and um, the name of this nonprofit is Coaches Across Continents. And um, they, you know, they use soccer in, in their rural communities in really like underprivileged communities. They, they bring soccer to these communities and coach the coaches on how to teach the kids like life lessons through the game of soccer. So um, I was lucky enough to, you know, Jeff Earing is his name. He was my high school coach to get in contact with coaches across continents through him and did an interview with them like over Skype. And then I started on my journey with them um, in the summer. So I graduated 2013. I stayed 2014 spring to coach the high school team in Blacksburg. Um, and then that summer I left and I was off for a year, like living out of my backpack living in like these remote villages, like living on like mud hut floors and like literally in like um, people's houses in Indonesia, like of the nonprofits like that we were partnering with, that we were working with. And I was like, you know, I was just in the most remote areas that I've ever been in where like life expectancy for some of these people is like 42 years old. And you see like kids that are like seven years old, like, holding guns on the side of the road and like smoking cigarettes. And I was, you know, probably the only, I don't know if they had ever seen somebody that looked like me, like a white person in their community. Cause it was like, I was a celebrity in some ways, but we didn't speak the same language, but we could with the soccer ball, just like connect on so many different levels. So we had a translator everywhere we went. Um, we, you know, we're just in these communities for short periods of time, but I mean, the, the, you know, the nonprofit like still exists today and does really well. And they're in different countries. They're in like 70 countries. Um, and, you know, for me, that was just an experience I had never, like, I was so out there in the world on my own, like, you know, working with this nonprofit, but there were only a couple people from our nonprofit there um, working with these communities. So, you know, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, there's this whole world out there. And like, you know, my world of soccer and college soccer and like who I was in the game, like as just a player was expanded so much through this work because I just saw how, how it could like really affect and influence people on like in a different way on a different level. Um, so it kind of opened my eyes up to, to not only playing, but there was always a part of me that just still wanted to go back and get answers, which I did after that year overseas and working in these communities I came back to America and I eventually played again and then played professionally like I had said I was with Sky Blue I was with Houston Dash for a couple months and then I went over to Sweden and played with Hammerby um but that and then that was it and then you know 
my my heart was like, okay, I don't know if I'm in this anymore as a player, but like, what can I do, you know, now as in a, in a professional sense? So, I mean, it's just amazing, really, your story and the experiences you've had, obviously, playing and off the field. And you, I know you played for the national team at one stage as well. And now you're a college coach, and um, which is amazing. And obviously, a lot of these New Jersey Crushes and All Girls Academy, which is great. There's very few all girls clubs around. They're doing an yeah. amazing job. You know, what advice would you give to these players that are on their journey? A lot of them aspire to play in college and you're now a college coach. Like what, mm -hmm. what do you look for in players and how does that process work? Yeah, well, that's a great question. I mean, I, I look for all different types of things. It depends what we're, you know, looking for at the moment because year to year, you know, it kind of changes. And, and this is my first year college coaching. So kind of the recruiting process for me is looking for the positions that we need, right? Like, so this incoming class for us at Manhattan college, um, we have nine girls. And then like the following year, we have two girls that are, you know, committed. And like, after that, we're going to be looking for new things. So we're always looking in advance and we're always planning for the future, um, which is, which is interesting because you're planning for the future, but you want to be as present as you can with the team that you have. Right. So, but, but for the girls that are, um, playing in tournaments and looking to get seen by colleges it's like you know in some ways a stressful process like you're it's kind of like a fishbowl like you're being judged at your tournaments and I always say to players just like set yourself apart in some way I mean in emails set yourself apart by trying to relate to the coach you know we get hundreds of emails like I can't tell you how many emails came in this spring and a lot of them kind of sound the same have the same tone I play this position you know, I'm this tall, I've scored, you know, take a look at my film. And it's just, if you could set yourself apart in some way in that email of like, I see this about Manhattan College, I'm interested in it. I looked into, you know, you and Brendan as a coach, who's the, um, Brendan's the head coach and something, something personal, maybe about, you know, growing up in New Jersey or, um, you know, playing and playing as you saw that I played at Virginia Tech, like just something personal that makes it like that makes that makes it more personal to you and um that definitely catches coaches attention um and you know makes me want to look into you a little bit more as a player we look for great we we look for good players we also you know look make sure that the kid's a good kid so and i and i say kid but they're you know almost adults so <laughs> um yeah. but that that a player is is a good person right so um, that matters a lot to us. That's like culture is a huge thing in college. We want people to be the right fit on the field, but also just the right kind of mentality and attitude. And really like for, for me, I sense a hard worker and I could see a hard worker on the field is, is going to be a hard worker at like at my college. Right. So if I could see that, if that comes through in your play, if you're coming back on defense and you're not getting back on defense, I'm going to, I'm going to see that. Right. Like those are things that like I look for, I look for in players and probably the number one thing that I look for is how hard a kid works. Cause I think that transcend, like it transcends in all areas of their life. Um, and, and also just, just on the field, setting yourself apart in some way, whether it's, you know, for me, when I was a player, I remember sophomore year, just going to a bunch of tournaments and they were in front of a lot of coaches. And I was like naturally a communicator on the fields, but like, I, I tell kids that if, if you don't have, if you don't feel like you have anything that's setting you apart, like just be a good communicator on the field, like just over communicate. Like we need players that are over communicating. And I mean, I think you see it a lot in, in the girls game, like of maybe like a little bit more shy or reserved, 
Um, but just put yourself out there, like be the loudest one on the field, check to the ball, be eager. Like it, it, it just goes so far to, to, to have those, like, to have those like skills or, uh, characteristics in your personality. Like coaches see that they see everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, hard work and, and really like emphasize that thing that like sets you apart and just own it. Absolutely. I mean, some amazing points there. Obviously, coaches look for good technical players, but they want to see people with good attitudes that work yeah, hard. Absolutely. And the bit, you, the bit you talked about, like a letter, you want to show the personality. A coach wants to see what your personality is. So yeah. lots, of, lots of great advice there. Kelly, it's been really amazing getting you on the show. I know yeah. you're going to come back on and I know we're going to get you to come and meet the girls, hopefully during the summer to say hello to everyone, which would be amazing. So really yeah. appreciate it, Kelly. Thank you very yeah. much. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Kev. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay.